Welcome to the It Is Written podcast. As doubts about God's will arise, the world resorts to feelings and experts. We go to the law and to the testimony of God's word. In today's episode, we are going to be in the later chapters of the book of Nehemiah. And we will be asking ourselves the question, how committed am I to changing and becoming the person God wants me to be? So I'd like for us to look today at an inspiring event in Nehemiah chapter 8. Some interesting things happen in this chapter and following, and I think they're good examples for us. So would you read Nehemiah 8 verses 1 to 3? All the people gathered together at the square in front of the water gate. They asked the scribe Ezra to bring the book of the law of Moses that the Lord had given Israel. On the first day of the seventh month, the priest Ezra brought the law before the assembly of men women and all who could listen with understanding. While he was facing the square in front of the winter gate, he read out of it from daybreak until noon before the men, the women, and those who could understand. All the people listened attentively to the book of the law. Great beginning here. All the people come together and they ask Ezra to bring the book of the law and read it. The initiative here is with the people themselves. They want to hear the word of the law. Yeah. And it's all the people. In fact, I believe 10 times I have them underlined in my Bible. From 1 through 12, it says all the people. This is everybody. Women, men, and even young people that are old enough to understand what's being said. They, uh, they listen to the scriptures. And they do it for a while. From early morning to midday. We're saying like from dawn to noon. Right. So that's a lot of time to stand and listen to the scriptures being read and explained. But they had great reverence for God's word and they wanted to know what it said. It's a blessing that we have the word so readily available. They didn't have it like that. So they craved every opportunity to hear God's message. Yeah. You saw it a couple times throughout the Bible too. I know they did it in the days of Joshua with the portion of the law that they had. Saw it in the days of Josiah as well. Whenever he did his temple reforms, they read it. It's just such a wonderful thing to hear God's word. You know, God, the great God of the universe, took the time and effort to write his will down for us to have. If you think about that blessing, why wouldn't we crave that and read it constantly? And so they do here. They give attention to it, and they're very convicted by what it says. They were weeping at first, and then... Uh, Nehemiah and Ezra say they should rejoice, but they are, they're convicted by the things they should have changed. The next day, some, other, some leaders get together to hear it a second day. They find out some things they should make changes in, and they do. And then at the end of this uh, festival, this was the Feast of Tabernacles, in chapter 9 and verse 1, on the 24th day of the month, they assembled again, and for a fourth of the day, they read from the book of the law, verse 3, and for a fourth of the day, they confessed and worshiped God, confessed their sins. Reading the word of God convicts us if, yes. we're, if we're listening when we read it. It shows us where we're not measuring up and makes us grieved about our sins and should lead us to make resolutions to change. You know, sometimes just feeling bad That's a good step, but it's not enough. People feel bad a lot of times and don't make any changes. So I appreciate what happens at the very beginning of chapter 10, the very end of chapter 9, really, 938. Now, because of all this, we are making an agreement in writing, and on the sealed documents are the names of our leaders, our Levites, and our priests. And then look at chapter 10, verses 1 to 27. Yeah, it names them. Probably not the uh, passage that's most likely to be read in church on Sunday. Yeah. 
Uh, maybe some good baby names in there. Maybe, maybe. If, you, if you're expecting, you might look up through this. But what this is, is a list of the people who signed the document to make specific changes. I love this idea. Look at what they write, all their names, and, and then they commit themselves to what the document says in verses 28 to 39. And what it says is that they're not going to intermarry with the pagans. They're going to keep the Sabbath day and the Sabbath year. Every seventh day was holy to the Lord. Every seventh year they were not to plant or reap the harvest. And they were going to contribute to maintain the temple and the temple personnel. But the idea of what they did here is just so valuable. You know, when we are convicted of our sins, if we would do some similar things to this, it would help us so much. We see things that we ought to change in our life. We need to make specific commitments to change. What do we often say? I'm going to do better. You know the problem with that is? We don't ever know if we did. Was, was that better? Was that better enough? Was that, and so you get no satisfaction out of, out of improvement because you didn't quantify it. And you don't really know if you've even done any better at all. So much better is to say, here is exactly what I'm going to do. Here's the change I'm going to make. If you need to read the Bible more, saying, I'm going to try to read the Bible a little more. It's not nearly as good as saying, I'm going to set aside 20 minutes a day, five days a week, and I'm going to read from Matthew or whatever, and you've got a specific commitment, a specific, a specific place, and you do it. And so I love the specificity. I think we need that. They write it down. You know, things we say verbally just kind of vanish in the air. Writing it down is helpful. Saying, here's my commitment. Make a promise to yourself. I, Gary Fisher, promise myself I will. And, and, and then make it public. They signed this document. It was a public, it was public record. And I think that's helpful. So many times when I decide I need to make a change and I keep it inside of me, well, if I don't do it, nobody really knows. Mm -hmm. If I make a commitment to a brother and say, hold me accountable on this, you know, check me, keep, keep asking me, or I'll tell you every day or every week or whatever how I've done with that. And be, be honest and make it measurable. I can tell whether or not you did it or not. And uh, that's really helpful. You know, they do some really good things here. Now, you can do all of this and not act on it. And by the time chapter 13 comes around several years later, they'd gone back on all these things. Right. A lot of them had married into different nations, and it was a really ugly scene. At yeah, the they place. hadn't been supporting the temple workers like they were supposed to, and they hadn't been keeping the Sabbath day and, and so forth. So they'd really reneged mm -hmm. several, by several years later. It's important when we make decisions to make the right changes that we stick with it, that we continue and we grow in those things. Yeah, so that's why God, when you fast forward to the New Testament, I mean, there's a congregation, there's a church of people, a group of people that he wants us to commit ourselves to and surround ourselves with for accountability, not just for ourselves, but for one another as well. Yes. So it's really interesting to me that you can look at these passages like in Nehemiah, kind of an obscure book to many of us. We remember the first part, rebuilding the wall. Rarely do we remember this last part, sure. in my experience, but really helpful principles, helpful concepts. Think about what are changes you need to make that you can make specific, written, and public, and stick with them and really start living the way God wants you to. Thank you for listening to the It Is Written podcast. 
If you have any questions or comments that you would like to share with us, feel free to send Gary an email at garyfisher1063 at gmail.com. We hope you have a blessed day.